everyone. This is Bud. I want to welcome you to the Constipated Christian. Today we're uh, doing something a little bit different uh, today. <clears throat> we're having the Patterson kids come on and speak their mind uh, about connecting with the younger generation or whatever. So we're going to hear from, from the. So I'm actually going to, we only have three microphones. We've got four kids here. Sean and I are going to be in the background if needed. It uh, doesn't sound like we will be though. So uh, we've already told the kids just to speak their mind, just what's on their heart. We talked a little bit about James one twenty two about acting out your faith, uh, loving your neighbors yourself, all the things from uh, that, that that we're commanded to do. Uh, do they have a heart to do it or an interest to do it? Or, you know, I'm going to be gone. It says 75, they're coming up. So will these things continue on or whatever? But more importantly, we just want them to speak their mind about, Sean was talking about last time, you have to listen to the two episodes he had. So just how, uh, what it's like to be a preacher's kid, uh, just, you know, whatever's on their mind. So with that, I'm going to introduce, uh, you guys want to just introduce yourselves? Okay. <laughs> Hi, I'm Michaela Patterson. I'm the oldest. I am currently 15. I'm Mariah Patterson. I am currently 14. And Probably I'm maybe. Maggie Patterson. I am 12 and obviously the best of the Pattersons. No, oh, not. no. <laughs> oh, yes. And I am Ella Patterson. I am nine years old. So okay. Michaela, can, can I <laughs> like announce like a topic? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, two words: preachers, kid. Oh my goodness! I knew this was gonna come up. Oh, you said it like a champ. I know, right? <laughs> Dude, being okay. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, preachers annoyed me. I'm more like a pastor's kid because <laughs> that has like you know that has more of a um a like a ring to, to it, it. A you know, a ring to it than like preachers kid. It's but, like, oh, preacher's kid. No, I'm a pastor's kid. <laughs> I, I see. I feel like there's a difference between preacher's kid because preacher's kid is like if he just like went up on the pulpit like once. However, like pastor's kid is like, oh, he's like continuously like on the ruled. Okay. So what's what, your thoughts on it? Let's go in line, right, from oldest yeah. to youngest. Or, oh, yeah, wow. Let's, let's, <laughs> or whatever. Whoever wants to speak first, what are oh, wow. some responsibilities <laughs> that some people wouldn't have noticed of being a pastor's kid what's something that people tend to like look past when they think of a pastor's kid i can definitely say when like everyone hears oh my gosh you're a pastor's kid like they'll think of like about you like, the, like oh like don't the title don't the pass around her, or, like don't do anything bad around her she's she's a pastor's kid right i'm just like we know you are not <laughs> like that no but like people i'm a school i'll be like oh yeah i'm a pastor's child and they'll be like oh really it's like no that's the pastor's kid like no yeah and then I, there's a lot of people who go like like don't be rude around her or anything she's a pastor's kid i'm just like it's like don't show attitude sir she's like give me a reason Lord. for god to work on my patience please <laughs> amen but also um just the fact of everybody thinking that because we are pastor's kid we're like automatically at the same level as the pastor <laughs> yeah that's definitely true i do think that because yes. at least for me from what i've noticed is that i feel like i have more of an like unintentional spotlight put mm. upon me like at least for me i feel like i have to be that one poster child like if you guys go to church you know exactly who i'm talking about like that one child's like wow she has good grades and she's yes. pretty and like she has an amazing relationship with the lord you know like, I want my daughter to be like that. And that's cool. Go ahead. Like, let me be your, your like, poster child. But it's also, like, it comes into this, like, toxic atmosphere where if I'm not exactly who you envision me to be, 
then I am less than you thought and I didn't meet to your standard. We've all been going to church since we could literally yeah open our eyes. <laughs> it's like it's like not like it's like oh cuz cuz when I think back it's not like a oh yeah we started going to church then it's like a oh no since I can remember I've been going to church. Exactly. Um and I think that's important cuz you know like a lot of your foundational like things come in and it's like you know the jesus loves me this i know you know and like the other songs like the bible then, songs you have yes but also it as like at least for me i feel like a lot of my friends i've grown up with kind of through the years and so i've been able to see all of them grow into their faith while also i have been and i definitely think that's like helpful be just being in that atmosphere because not only was I able to grow up as a Christian and like forming into my relationship with God, but also having people around me to do so, you know? And then again, like I know, like, like we're lucky to be a pastor's kid because like there's like a bunch of other people that like don't have a like the best relationship with God. It is kind of cool how like you can like even though there's like there's bonuses where it's like oh don't like call her like don't say anything mean like she's pastor todd it's still kind of cool to say like oh yeah my dad's a pastor so like when people go like are you christian and i'm just like it's like my dad's actually I'm a not pastor. just a christian I, i'm not just a christian I'm a kid of a pastor for your exactly i i think there's definitely two sides to it i really like i would really like to leave church early and yeah. that would be really nice but it's also and, you know, like, and I don't exactly love all the, like, unexpected expectations put upon me because I'm a pastor. But I do think it's cool how at least my dad, not only my dad, but my parents, they both have opportunities to not to change hearts and minds from the pulpit. And I think that's really important. And I think, he, like, he wouldn't know how to best help us in learning to speak our voice and our mind and speaking our truth, you know? And so I feel like being a pastor and going through Bible college, um, that really like helped him learn how to help us, if that makes sense, while also helping others. And so, I mean, and yeah, like he is always busier. He's on this on the phone with someone, but it's never like it's always because he wants to he wants the best for others. And I think that's almost inspirational. Yeah. And like also it's like a little weird when people are like, oh, everybody has a testimony, which a testimony, testimony, all that stuff. And I'm like, I think my testimony is being a pastor's kid and being born <laughs> into a Christian yeah. family. I have another question. So there's there's this stigma of pastor's kid that I'm sure you guys are well aware of. I know I, I've never actually sat you guys down and told you about it. Hey, let me just tell you about the stigma you guys have actually brought it to me as far as kind of that the nature of you know how some can get out of control and and all that fun stuff so maybe speak to me about that like talk to me about like what you guys think like is that something that you could you could see why people get that way and why you think you won't be or or you could like, like just talk to me about what you guys think about that well, for me personally, I, like, remember when, um, like, my parents, they were, like, talking to um, this kid that was, you know, trying to see if, um, 
like if like you know like the belief in god and all that fun stuff and they were just like talking to him and when i and i was like sitting in this conversation because i had nothing better to do but um i was just like (laughs) listening and i was like to my head i was like straight up wondering wait he gets to pick what he believes in (laughs) i was like what he wasn't just like born into it like like the others and then like i brought this up to, to my mom and she goes well um they were like in a situation where um he was brought to us because um, his mom couldn't answer some of the questions that he was asking because um, she wasn't um, in the best like situation to answer all the questions and stuff. And so um, she went to her uh, to them and I was just like, wait, so what you're telling me is he he grew up like, you know, in not in like a Christian foundation and he's like choosing now to like, you know, what he's going to like believe in and like all his choice mm-hmm. that he gets. And I was like, cause, cause I was like saying, Oh, I didn't really get to choose. It was more like I was born into this family, which yeah, is you were born into the religion type of thing. Yeah. And yeah. it was like, wait, <laughs> we got to choose. And <laughs> It was just like more of a shocking, surprising. Yeah, and then I think I definitely think that you eventually choose. Like I feel like if yeah, if any one of us, I mean I don't I don't think they'd be like it would happen. But I feel like if any one of us decided just one day like a switch flipped and we're like you know what I don't want to do this anymore. Obviously, our parents would fight for mm-hmm. us and for our spot in heaven. And, yeah, which, you know, but. It's also, like, eventually we're all going to have to choose. Like, it's one of those things where, like, you have to choose, yeah. if yeah. that makes sense. Which, it, yeah. Which, then again, like, my mom went into, like, um, Detail. well, yeah. She was like, well, <laughs> I believe that you chose to, you know, follow God when you got baptized. Because I got baptized with her. Mm-hmm. And she goes, because, like, you know, if you didn't, you would have said no to when I asked you if you wanted to get baptized yeah. or not. And I was like, yeah, okay, I did technically choose then. So basically, I feel like so in the beginning, I felt like I I had like I had no choice. Like I had to wake up early in the morning, which I was never happy about, on a weekend, <laughs> and like go to church. I know for me, I stayed for an extra two hours. <laughs> yeah, I just I just didn't like that. I just didn't like how we would literally like have to wake up early during the weekend and like da da da. But like I feel like. Just because if I if if I was younger and I wasn't forced to go, then I wouldn't have the walk with Christ right now that I do if I didn't go. And like now that I'm like older, too, it's like now I want to go like I want to go to youth. I want to go to church because of the people there. So I used to be forced into it. And now, like, if like. I don't know, something happened and I had my own car, I would go to church on Sundays because that's where my people was at. Okay, can we just kind of take a, just move a little bit? Because one of the things that Bud and I talked about was what this looks like in our home. Burpees. <laughs> um, I know. Well, you gotta explain that. You can't just say. That. Yeah. So whenever Mariah <laughs> gets in trouble, because it's always Mariah, she has to get ten burpees. It's never Michaela or Maggie or <laughs> because Ella. we know how to act. Honey. Only me. 
Um, so basically, whenever we get in trouble, <laughs> you have to do burpees. Or I'm Christian. Hey, okay. language. Okay, oh. a burpee, right, for those who are unathletic, is <laughs> Kayla. Is when you stand up, right? You drop to the floor in push-up position. You do a push-up, and you get up from the push-up. And you, you jump put, up again. And you jump up again, and then you usually do you it clap again. Your hands on how too. Many you yeah, and that would just be counted as one. And if you're lucky, he doesn't put you on a timer. Um, but just Christianity in our home specifically. Um, you know, we like do that like whole like pray before we eat thing, or else you're yeah. gonna choke. You know, but it but it's um, not like. I choked constant. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not like really like constant anymore as it was. Like if like we're going through like a rough morning, like morning on like the way to school and dad's like, okay, I don't care if you're late. We are sitting down and doing a Bible discussion. Oh, that yes. Was, that was like that. There was one time where we were all just on one this morning. I was definitely like, on one. I was on like two. One morning. You were on like four, huh? And <laughs> we were all on one and Finally, my dad was like, you know what? You guys are supposed to be at school at 7.40. It is like 7.35. So I don't care how late you guys are going to be. You guys are going to sit your butt down over here in this table. And you're going to get your Bibles out. And we're going to do a Bible study. So uh, let me ask you a question. And I hope this is picking up. And if not, you can repeat the question yeah, or whatever. But um, so you guys are with people that are not Christians. And mm-hmm. they're not pastor's kids. There are, you have friends at school, I, I assume. So are you drawn more to what their way of life is, or are you uh, more comfortable with the way your life is? Um, at least for me, I think last year specifically, I went through a rupture with my friend group. I was friends with people that didn't really benef- benefit me, just spiritually and just mentally. Um, there was just a lot of toxic things going around in the a- atmosphere, like just demeaning people and stuff. And it got to the point where, like, it got so out of hand that they started icing me out for no reason and stopped talking to me. And they they weren't Christian. In fact, they were always complaining about how their parents were always making them go to church and different stuff like that. And I always thought that, okay, well, maybe, like, I'll have the opportunity to talk to them about it. But they always, like, <clears throat> they would get, like, annoyed with me if I, if I like, really said anything. And then I became friends with uh, one of my, like, really good friends now, Jazzy. And she's a Christian, and she, like, goes to church and all this stuff. And she's practically, like, the pastor's kid of her church, except she's not a pastor's kid. She's just so involved. And I think ever since I've changed at least my friendship into, like, from, like, a toxic relationship to some uh, friendship to, like, a friendship that actually benefits her and I together, and we can grow spiritually and men- mentally it's been really nice at school got somebody you can talk to exactly yeah 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 um for me like okay my friend group was like the group that was never born because there was always some type of like fight or like something going on because like as soon as something got boring someone would like get mad at someone or someone like everybody knew who Mm -hmm. they were everybody knew their name because they were that toxic group that was my friend group um Mm -hmm. and then and then it got to like a through like a bunch of fun amazing drama and um (laughs) all that great stuff we got to go through um and then it came to the point where like um i 
got rid of, I think, three, three friends, three friends. Like, they were, like, very toxic, and they we kind of just, like, I exiled from them. But, like, it was, like, really sad because, like, I had a very positive friend, friend group at first, and, um, like, I was kind of just separated from them by um just like you know letting my toxic friend group just like you know take me wherever like I didn't care they would like take me away from like my positive friend group's table and stuff and then like it got to the point where like I would never really even go over there anymore and um and I think they were like kind of getting used to me leaving too and then it came to the point that like when they when I finally got like you know rid of them I had like no idea what to do. I was like, oh my gosh, what I'm going to do. And then I, and then I, I like went back to them and I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm, I'm so sorry, but like, I'm, but, um, like, I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm so sorry, but like, um, I need somewhere to like, like, can I hang out with you guys again? And they just like came, they like, they let me in with like opened arms. Yeah. So <laughs> if you had your choice, would you trade your family, your lives with any of the people that you just talked about at school that you know and that kind of I don't know. I think at least for me, <laughs> the fifteen year old that doesn't have a phone. <laughs> um I think it's um it's easy for me to get caught into like just the like the material like oh, I wish I was so-and-so because they've had a phone since they were in fourth grade and I would never be able to do that. I didn't get my first phone until I was 13 and then I lost it practically in freshman year and I've never seen it, you know? I think it, <laughs> I think it gets super easy to do so. However, like, I am grateful for the life I do have and I think that because I've gone through, like, you know, the pastor kid motions and I've gone through, like, the... um just like what happens in an everyday life of school motions and different stuff like that, I am better and stronger because of it, you know? And so I think that my life is, everything that's happened in my life has been for a purpose and a reason, and it'll only make me stronger for what I am meant to do further. Um, I would have to technically agree with um, Michaela because um, even though like my family has those times where, it's oh, there you're testing my patience um Me. and it's like Where i'm going go? to tip <laughs> it's um i would i still want it because i i know like at the end of the day like i wouldn't trade them out for anything because they're still my family and god <laughs> makes you the way you are puts you in your position and everything that you're going through and gives you your family so um so he purposely give you the family that you have but um i wouldn't trade my family because like I know there's like oh I wish I could just be her or I wish I had my friend's life because then I won't have to be in this and all that stuff but like when it comes down like I would like you know miss my family and I would miss them and um I know like God does God makes you the way you are for a reason he puts the people in your life for a reason which is like another reason why um I needed the toxic friends in my life and it just showed me like the other road that that I could have been like born in just like made me more like appreciate my like how I was born into Christian Christianity yeah um for me I feel like I would I would never um I would well okay I would look at people and I'd be like oh wow like they look like they're really happy with their life and like as Michaela said like they're really pretty 
they're really nice and stuff like that. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, I wish I were them. But at the same time, I would think back, I'd be like, but I also have this. And so at the end of the day, I'd be no. I would never change my life for someone, even if it was a celebrity. Okay, let's talk about this. Like, what are some spiritual markers? What are some things that God has done in your life, either through what you've learned in our home or just throughout life with us? Like, what are some things that have marked you spiritually? Maybe places you go um, or maybe a moment in time, something that actually happened. What, what, what do you guys, what would you say to that? I think the church part was like, like then again, growing up, going to church because we were pastor skin. I feel like that's what made me. Um, for me, I know um, just like to all these things that we've had as a kid, like I know God is real. Like I have been told everything and like I, I've seen people go down the wrong path, as I said, of my toxic friends. And then um, I've seen people that God has like really blessed in the end. What's something that they have done to help us become the way that we are? That's the question. And at least for me, um, two things specifically, I remember the Tahoe trip when we turned 10. Yeah. I think that was definitely, that, that helped yeah. a lot. Uh-huh. Um, I think that's definitely like a huge checkpoint. And yeah. to elaborate, so pretty much what happens is we go to, ta- we go to Tahoe and we go with a whole bunch of women that we have grown up like with. We have, we're figures. safe. Yeah. Mother figures. No exactly. Guys. And, um, and we go in and we talk about like the Lord and we talk about where we are and we talk about, hey, like, this is God, you know? And we go through the whole, you know, like, we go, we go through the whole, like, spiritually. And then we also go into how can we sustain life while knowing who God is and what he has done. And then we get baptized and stuff. And I think that was incredibly, crucially important for me, at least. Because I think I was around fifth grade, maybe? Fourth, fourth grade? Fourth or fifth grade. And I went from this, like, from this one, from a a kid that, like, I wasn't, I wasn't that nice. I was, I was mean and I didn't really care. And then I go from, like, that into, like, this really, like, sweet, like, God-filled people. Like, I actually told people about God at school and people were wondering, like, hey, like, what's wrong? And I was like, I'm just, and I told them, you know. Um, But also another thing would also be Camp Koinonia. Oh, Yes. that's a camp that we go to every year and it's a family church camp and it is literally the funnest thing ever ever yeah um we go and we we build relationships from other people around like around california and our while, age yes exactly while also building our relationship with the lord and building our relationship with our family you know and i think that's definitely um something that I wouldn't car trip. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely something that I wouldn't, at least I wouldn't take for granted because it's really amazing. And then like also for me, like for back to like the Tahoe trip, like they make it fun. Like it's like not just like like what Michaela explained was like all like mental, but like throughout this whole entire thing, like throughout this whole entire thing we're like going mm-hmm. to ihop we're like getting our nails done like we're doing all this like super fun stuff and then at the end like even like they don't pressure us to get baptized they're like do you want to get ba- baptized you know after yeah. this amazing spiritual peaceful moment because if it was just like forced like m- even more forced into my life i wouldn't like really take it in whereas like they made it 
fit into like the way that like you know I speak because like we have like all these envelopes of like the places we would go and um it just like helped it soothe in more because um not only was it a amazing spiritual experience but it was fun it gave us a spiritual connection with the place mm-hmm. and it's something thing. that we like wouldn't forget so let me ask you uh <clears throat> what I gleaned out of what you're saying is that it wasn't force fed on you or like a message or anything. It was just all those acts of kindness, that gift of time, that having the nails done, just that loving on you mm-hmm. is what resonated with you. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was like really constant, like one after the other. Like they all showed you how like much they These are all like you mean to the world. Yeah. Life, yeah. Right? yeah. And I think that's what's so important because at least because we don't we don't go to a school full of Christians, but they've all have some type of spiritual background with the Lord. And I really do think just the loving aspect is so important because people don't care what you know until they know how much you care. Right. And so once you invest in some relationship, like if you see a random kid that nobody really knows and he kind of hangs out like by himself, you know, like don't be afraid to say hi around the halls, you know, like you don't have to like hang out with him every day at like at school, you know, but like let him know that he is seen and building that foundation with everyone makes it so much easier to love upon others and help you know like help your school transform into a better place and I know not all schools are like that because we literally go to a charter school you know but I think it's so important to love one another and just you know because Jesus loved for everyone you know when he was when he was on earth right and that that brought millions billions of people you know to christianity so why can't we do the same because people forget that he was human and we're human you know and so i think that we have we have the right to do something like that you know all right so let's move on to a conversation about the generations i think we'll wrap it up tell me like what you see being a gen Zer. But I think in particular, we want to know, like, what does it look like to, because me and Bud talked about duty versus delight, right? We talked about, like, do you guys feel a sense of duty when it comes to serving Jesus by whether it's the community store or it's the food pantry or it's maybe some other way? I really think that we're a powerful generation and that... um in, in that retrospect is we have we're at the forefront of technology we we have like there's things that we can access that millennials couldn't access till they were 18 19 and so i think we really do have that coming for us like i think our biggest enemy is ourselves and our peers and i say this because i think if we stopped categorizing ourselves if we stopped stereotyping others i think we could totally form into this beautiful congregation where we blossom and we bloom you know I think the only thing holding us back is the fact that we feel like we have to be put in this little box when that's not exactly true if we were to go outside of the box and we were to realize what life is and what we have accessible to us we would truly be able to realize how powerful we are and I think it isn't until then till we can tap into that. And so I think duty-wise, I do think we have a duty to serve 
and help others because we are not going to be able to do this ourselves. We need help from older generations. And I think both generations have a sense of like a craving to help the other. Something that I've come to realize is that what what usually happens and Joanne Moody said this actually. She said that we're so that generations are so used to handing the baton, but instead, why don't we instead of handing the baton, why don't we thrust them farther? And I think with being thrusted farther, we will come through breakthrough. Um, I know for me, um, I know like just in general, like being um like more of like a younger Gen Z, it was like um I know for like me personally, it was like put upon me that like, oh, you were too young to like get visions or like you were too long young to like speak over people about like God or like, oh, you can't you can't pray to me and heal me. There's no point in like letting you. Whereas um, I feel like more people can get it more frequently mm-hmm. from kids almost because um when like a adult is like praying over them through like whatever they've like been through where like when it comes when it comes up to a kid um it's like oh my gosh like first like how would an adult know that but like for a whole new thing is for a little kid to be telling me like how this is going on because i know um i when i was seven seven or eight I, um, we would, like, go to this, um, thing, it it was, like, a church event, and we would, like, do it every, it was once of a year event where we would just, like, go, I think it was, like, to the fountains or something, and we would, like, just, like, everybody would be, like, worshiping and praying, and it was, like, live music. Was was it a park? That was the park. Yeah, it was the Joan Moody event. Well, um, and, like, everybody was just, like, worshiping, and, like, I remember every single year, I just, like, loved it because I would either go with, like, my mom or, like, someone else that would just, like, take me, and I would just, like, you know, start praying over people, and to me, I thought, I, I didn't really think of it as, like, a spiritual thing because I was, like, I was seven, but, like, I thought of of it as fun because it was, like, always fun, and then, like, my mom would, like, come to me, and she'd be, like, what are you doing? There are people break down crying to me about you. And I'm like, what? And it was just like, um, and like when I got up, I was like, oh, wow. Like, you know, the stuff that I like I say and the stuff that I'm like getting is powerful. Yeah. What are some things that your mom says, your Christian mom says all the time to you guys? That like, <laughs> you're crazy, but you know, it, it's always kind of like, you know, Oh, something she does because she's just a Christian mom. Something that she used to say, she she only said this for like two weeks and she was done. <laughs> Though mm-hmm. she used to say, "Is that what is that what God would do?" Yeah. Would do? Um, I know another one is um, no two or one is is that edifying? And then <laughs> yes, and is then, that edifying? And then a second one is we build up in this house, we don't build down, we don't tear down, <laughs> we don't break down yet. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't, don't say, say at all. <laughs> anything I say. Oh, you said um every time you say you can you can roll the die but you can't control the outcome. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually when I'm testing his patience. Mm. Do you have anything that you want to add, Ella? No. Nope. No. No. <laughs> all right, then you got to sign us off then.
All right, guys. It's been amazing talking yep. to you guys. This is the Patterson signing off. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. See you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Constipated Christian Podcast. However you are tuning in, be sure to follow or subscribe, as well as leave a rating and review. If you are interested in learning more ways on how to live out your faith, you can visit our website at theconstipatedchristian.org. And if you'd like to leave Bud or one of our guests a comment, you can email it to theconstipatedchristian at gmail.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.